Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Above it all sat a young man with arms of iron and wood, born into the Ram tribe. The machines this people conjured danced in his vision, just out of reach. The ancients called death the great cure. For some, this is more true than it is not. For in our death, we sometimes find our life buried deep, deep within. Boy, careful with that load. Keep steady, steady like the great ram. Forgive me, sir. Sir? <laughs> I've become a sir now. From forgotten lowland wastrel toiling in the silver mines, crooked, bent like a mean woman's curse. Now, I'm transformed overnight to Sir. Elders are all Sir to me, Hephaestus. Thanks be to you, Barlin, son of Aaron. You give a glorious promotion to an old fool. <laughs> you give grace to forgive my clumsiness. My arms make me not much more useful than the beasts who carry out the rocks on their backs. Nonsense, young Barlin. Can the beasts speak and learn and listen with wit and sharpness? Uh, I suppose not. Do the beasts step delicately as not to cause deadly tremors through the veins in our sacred mountains? No, Hephaestus, they step quite heavily. Exactly. <laughs> but you, dear boy, a wonder, a marvel. <sighs> a marvel. Crippled with arms that hang like rotted branches. Imprisoned in heavy braces across my chest. <laughs> ah, they give you the look of a fierce beast. Your father made them, huh? He did. Thanks be to him. Aaron Midstone. A brilliant man. Our most revered engineer. <laughs> I still remember when he unveiled the wheel. How it hissed and spit like an asp. <laughs> turning and turning. And then... <laughs> and then... The villages from the lowlands up to the point dwellings sparkled to life with water and steam. He inspires his people so much that he never needs speak of himself. A motto of our spirit as Rams. He never speaks of his greatness. Strange. I'd never be silent of it. <laughs> He's humble and he labored to raise us to be in his image. A job made harder when Mother died. Still, <clears throat> a fine job he did. You're humble, if nothing else, and... <coughs> that has great power, boy. Mm. Uh, my brother Lord got most of the power. For me, dead arms and draw stares of pity everywhere I go. Even though I try to hide them, everyone knows. Well, they know you as a kind and generous soul. Oh, Hephaestus. You're one of the rare sort who don't cast down their gaze as they pass. Well, to be fair, young master, few can match your eyes, giant that you are. I feel more of a mouse than anything. Invisible, a pest. You know, our, our people are so obsessed with reason and engineering. The and power that lives in our hands. Yes, the, the surgeons say that the skill lives there, but I, I feel I have it as well, but I just, I can't make it so with my crippling. The surgeons know the power of our bodies. Take me. My hands are gnarled and crooked. Meant for labor, not delicate makings. And I'm as daft as a plant. <laughs> <laughs> not so. <laughs> when we were children, I... I used to study my, my brother's hands. 
They were so slender and... And I understood then how they might possess the kind of power, or people say they do. He could use them to, to carve the, the tiniest, tiniest miniatures. He, he'd make my father little rock pieces for his game board. Of course, I, I couldn't so much as tie a lace, but... But I, 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 could, I could see things. I, I could always see how things could fit. Or, or when he was carving, it was like... Like I could see the form trying to be released. The, the space around it, it just... Just needed to be chipped away. It's a shameful torment the ram bestowed on you, huh? A spirit that knows enough to know what you are not. It can still be useful. I, here in the mines, carrying loads out and tools in. Keeping old lunatics from growing lonely. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I have great affection for you, Hephaestus. Uh. Yeah, it's when I'm with you that I feel like... Like perhaps I am of use, and... That's all I ever wanted to be. Useful. I have great use for you, boy. And affection, too. Ah, look, boy. Cave drawings from the old ages. Stories of our ancestors painted here by our people. I've heard of these from great-grandfather. I didn't think there were any remaining. Ah, the old codgers used to love stories. Not like the young ones today, obsessed with logic and number working. You know... The Lowlanders once kept the stories, and you mountain folk used to respect us. Great-grandfather was from the Lowlands. He helped build a wall during the time of the Great Floods. I, I love the stories he used to tell. Aye. Look here. Brilliant. It's like they're freshly made. Shame they'll be destroyed for this new obsession with silver and the coins your father is minting. It will change Dakota. At least that's what he says. Many men before him have promised change and cloaked it as good for the people. But the only thing that changes is who has the power and who suffers. It's written here on the walls. Where does his wisdom come from? Ah, you've chosen to forget so much of what we knew. You find those things in the spaces between the drawings. Between the faces. Looking into our past. Looking at what's been left out but, uh, of the story. How? The shadows. The shadows tell all. And what do they tell you? Here. <clears throat> this is one of the ancient structures. The first people who came before the fall. It said they lived in towers made of light. And a surface like frozen water. Some say the structures were temples. That the light burned from within. But with no heat. I, how is that possible? Fire makes it. It wasn't fire, boy. It was something else. Some magic. And the towers scraped the edge of the sky, higher even than where the birds make their empire. <laughs> A legends to keep the children dreaming of the things we may one day engineer. And see here in this drawing, they had beasts made of iron. Faster than wind and currents, powered not by the water and pumps that are the life of our villages, but some magic that kept the very dark of night away. If they were such sorcerers, then what happened to them? Why did their people fall into nothingness? It was the great disappearing. The fall of falls. The battle, fires that blotted out the sky, 
floods that uprooted all in its path. A plague of ice. And finally, a sickness finished them. All of their wonders buried beneath the soil that we now scar with our ambitions and obsessions. This is very different from what the Masters teach in the Academy. Liars. My bloodline has kept alive the truth. It's why we've been laborers since as far back as any of us can remember. Keep the truth buried in the mines, where men's brains dim like the darkness around them. So, you know our history better than the Masters. All that they've ever mastered is controlling our people with their machines and promises of prosperity. They don't know the value of the old ways, the old stories, and our warrior past. Uh, tell me then, Hephaestus, how our people emerged. I don't have to tell you, as it's written right here on the walls. Walls that saw and will see forever. Go on! We emerged from the blood of the great mountain ram. We ruled the plains and the mountains as kings when the wolves were just a huddled clutch of savages living off of our scraps. You sound like my brother. Your brother will lead us to glory. Reclaim our ancestral lands from those blood-drinking savages. Make our people great once more. Our people pride themselves on our diplomacy. It's what's allowed us to flourish to thousands, thriving in the comfort of our dwellings carved into the Dead Rock Mountains. Not all of us live in such comfort. Forgive me, are the lowlands so much different? Uh, another day. There be the sound of a day well earned. <laughs> uh, turn around, boy. I need to fill this pack with our tools. Uh, my life as a beast of burden. Uh, there is nothing wrong with having the heart of a beast, young Barlin. Don't you forget it. Curse these withered arms. Nobody is cursed while it breathes, boy. So say our surgeons. Darkness <laughs> on the surgeons. Yeah, I've heard that the bears believe that our knowing lives within our skull, not our hands. Witches and sorcerers. Father has made much progress with them and his plan to use silver for trade. Matters that don't involve a lowlander. The bears seem to be warming up to it, and there's rumor that even the birds are considering it. The birds? Aye. Father met with one of their royal messengers upon the old sky point. The towers where our people used to meet for dealings with them. You don't say. These are only whispers. I would love to meet one of them. It's said their bones are hollow, that they're light as the air upon which they glide. Cannibals, I hear. Wings made from the skins of their enemies. Children's stories. All stories are stories of children. I don't trust them. They watch us constantly. All the peoples of Dakota, spies trading their secrets, turning us against each other while they dwell in their castles in the clouds. Ah, to see it. <laughs> if you did, it'd be the last thing you saw. Oh, we almost see something last. What is that? That's the fourth! Oh, boy! The frame! It's, the frame is collapsing! Run! Ah. The support! What are you doing? Why are you stopping? Vestin, you'll here. get us killed, boy! We need to run! It's the pressure from the steam! I can fix it, I just need you to help! Help yourself, boy! I'll not live to see the end of this tunnel! Do not live if you don't help! There isn't time to get out! Alright! Alright, I'm here! What do we do? Turn the crank there, half a turn. The mine is collapsing! Good. Now there'll be something that sounds like knocking. When that happens, turn it the other way as fast as you can until it stops. Uh, 
Too much heat on the boilers above. Oh, God! You, you did it, boy! <laughs> no, he did it! Come, <laughs> we should get out. The damage will have run like a vein through the mine. Perhaps the surgeons are wrong. How... How did you know how to do that, boy? <laughs> I, I told you, I, I... I see things once and I remember them. I can imagine them broken apart and... I, I can't no explain need. it so well. Whatever is inside you, boy... It kept my insides from ending up all over the walls of this mine. So I'll drink to you. The support pins need refining. They should have held against the steam and the collapse. The engineers will have to wash their backs. Or that they just let me be among um, them. Let's see what the scene above is like. <laughs> we made it. You all right? Oh. <sighs> Master Barlin, are you hurt? The young ox is well, thanks be to his cunning. It's too dangerous in these mines for a midstone. Your father will have me cook should anything happen to you. <sighs> My father has much on his mind. Too much to worry of what becomes of me. This must have been your fault, old Keep man. Keep your tongue, foreman. It was I who saved the lives of these men. I'll have you lashed it, for it's your true. lives. He was a hero. You, old man, giant boy, why are you standing about? Get back in there! We need to shore up the supports and the steam vents need tighter clamps. Sir, uh, I fear they need looser supports, if, if, if I may. Who is this oaf who speaks to me as This is Barlin Midstone, son of Aaron. Oh, forgive me, son, I didn't recognize you covered in the filth of the mines. It's no bother, but I think that the steam is needing vents at more frequent intervals, if I might intervals, suggest it. Intervals, <laughs> They do teach you royal some of our finest words, don't they? We have our best men on it, rest assured. We'll make certain you can go back in to play at whatever it is you're doing in this there. This is how it is to be a lowlander, boy. Spoken of as if you're livestock. Foreman, get ten or twenty grunts back in there with resin and wet rock. I'll have my men instruct them on the mendings. I'd like to volunteer, sir. You've done enough, son. Just just leave the work to the able and make sure you tell your father that all is well in the solar mines. You'll be telling a lie, then. A festin! Get back in there with these other wretches... Well, have your rations. I need him to aid me on my way home. Is that so? Yes. Uh, the, the evening can be more dangerous and... Fine, fine. It'll be less headache to have him as far away from me as possible. Please let me know what the trouble ends up being when you discover it. Beyond your understanding, I'm afraid, son. But be well. Bless your big shoulders, boy. Else I'd be sleeping under the rocks on this night. Ah, uh, you'd have done the same. Indeed. <laughs> How are you nervous? Ah, nothing the little ale won't fix. Careful, it clouds the spirit, they say. Aye, that's the point, boy. You know, it seems you do have some of the knowing in your hands after all. How else could you have solved that disaster? When Lore was young... I, I, I would sneak out of bed and listen to he and father do their number problems, and I would always guess the answers before he did, but with my crippling, they never sent me to the academy. What I know, I've, I've taught myself glancing at father's parchments. It's impressive, boy. 
Maybe one day you'll get to do your boring numbers. The dilemmas are approaching in a matter of weeks. I I'm gonna ask Father to allow me to participate, to, to prove myself. At my age, this will be the last cycle I'm allowed to try. Ah, the dilemmas. The engineering puzzles that choose our leaders. The best festival of the year. Gathering to watch all those young men, ambition in their eyes, ready to prove that their hands possess the wisdom of our people. And the ale. <laughs> the ale, boy. Every, every year I, I long to be among them, but each year he forbids it. <laughs> he desires not to be shown up by his son, is all. No, he solved them all when he was only a child like my brother. They were destined to lead us, I suppose. But forgive me, young one. You don't have working arms or hands. How would you... I am aware of my crippling, Hephaestus. Of course, boy. I only meant... Father says that if the dilemmas aren't solved with one's own hands, then they're meaningless. So, I fear I'll never get to prove what I am. You proved it today, boy. Just by bossing me about like my dead wife once did. <laughs> I did, didn't I? She was a bit less gentle, I'll say. <laughs> ah, thank you for the stories today. I enjoyed hearing the histories. You must always remember what must never be forgotten. Indeed. You're a good man, Hephaestus. I'll make sure my father and brother I'm know. merely a foolish old goat, trying to live out his final days as drunk as possible. Tomorrow is the day of rest. What will you do with it? The Stone Council is meeting in the morning. They allow you to listen. Uh, there's, there's a small nook outside the Cavern of Ages that lets me hear the going-ons in secret. Ah, a spy within our ranks. <laughs> well done, boy. Make sure to tell me of the orations. I will, friend. <laughs> Council's already gathered. I have to be quiet lest they learn of my presence. The ancients told stories as the blood of the great horned beast run through our veins. That after the fall of the first people, we rose from the rubble. Strong, agile, quick on our feet as our wits. Hands capable of magic and wonder. We are what make Dakota great now as we did then. The wolves, savages whose only place in this land is to procure our meat and a few of the animal parts we use in daily life. A pittance compared to what we offer in return. Weapons, tools, raw iron. Of course we keep the best for ourselves, lest those packs of shock-toothed bitches grow too powerful. <laughs> the bears give us our medicines and harvests, and now, because of the long dry season, rights to some of their water. But the demands have risen, and the rain stays away. The rains will come, brothers, but we must think of a future after. A future where our people depend on no one, and control the lands with unquestioned strength. But we need not force when we have the power of the coin. Your father's plan is beginning to take root. Ah, my father's plan to control the world with little trinkets of metal. Father, why don't you tell us all of your wonderful plan and how goes it? My son is eager to force his will upon the world, as most young men are. And he's a brilliant engineer. A leader, to be sure. 
And one day, he will lead us. Thank you, Father. But leading us to what? Glory? A new age? Or is it to slaughter? I lead us to a time where we don't hide in the mountains, bartering for scraps of the land below. Look around you, Lor, my son. Does it look like we live as beggars? No. We have the most advanced society among all of the tribes of Dakota. They look up and marvel at our dwellings. We move stones without breaking a single back, divert water, suspending it in the air as the gods of their bedtime stories. We have the knowing that courses through our hands, and it gives us silent power. But you want... I want what is ours, Father! Don't you? The plains where those savages lived in the city of mud huts was once our land. And our spy within them claims that they are weak, rotting from the inside. Nara, their queen, is a shadow of the woman that still rankles the cowards of the Stone Guard. I spit on her! And what would you do with her land, son? Have us become hunters. Would you lead a hunting party? Do you think this the best use of our time? Our energies and humors? Yes. Because there's water below the land. Water? And who knows what else? Water beneath the plains? Yes. How can you be sure? One of our engineers discovered it on a survey of their lands. It's only a matter of time before those savages find it for themselves. I approve no such survey. But I did. I sent them after I heard rumors of a wellspring on the plains. Past the wall. Why keep it from the council? This council, with respect, is too slow-footed, too concerned with the process and ceremony to get anything done. Were it not for my quickness of hand, we would know nothing of it. Watch your tongue, boy. Don't forget what got you. My skill. My making. Remember, I conquered my dilemmas just as you did. With mastery at the age of eight. But I am no longer eight. No longer a boy, am I, father? You will address me as I am. Head of the Council of Stone. Forgive me. Revered head of council, I am nothing if not your son. And there's no day that passes in the sky without my gratitude for my station. Certainly grateful that he isn't his brother. <laughs> Say again, sir. Antelon, you have some wisdom to share with the council about my brother? Leave Barlin out of it. His misfortune is anguishing, but not of any import here. My brother now... is a cripple who doesn't deserve mention within these hallowed walls. Yes, Lord. Forgive me. I beseech the council to see what lay ahead. A great battle for a great future. A battle for resources that will decide the fate of our people and the borders of our lands. Why spill blood when our silver is beginning to catch on? Catch how, Father? I've worried while some of the bear merchants use silver, it's still a curiosity. There isn't enough of it. We've set for a large stash of coins to the bears, who have committed to making it the only currency they will accept for trade. Once this takes hold, there won't be any going back for them, as we saw in our own society. Who here among us wants to go back to the days of bartering, spending our precious time haggling over how much grain half a duck will get you, the answer changing from one day to the next? Who sets the value for one silver? The market regulates itself. We allow vendors to set what they will accept, and if, say, another vendor will take less for the same, then that is the price. Vendors will adjust, and the value will settle. The same process will begin within the bear community, so long as they have a steady flow of the coins, which they will. You give them far too much credit. The bears live by their superstitions, the rhythms of the land, and the orthodoxy of their mystics. They are good people who want peace. You expect the same from the wolves? I do. They'll come around and adapt as the world changes. 
We need only change it. Patience will pay off. You go marching into war, it will leave us weak. And for what? Glory of the days past? What is so wrong with glory? Nothing, son. For those who live to see it. We have thrived beside the wolves, precisely because we never underestimate them. They are savage in their ways, but sophisticated in their survival. They will see which direction the wind is blowing, and we will be able to negotiate from a place of power and peace. What if they won't give up their bloodlust so easily? What if that is more important to their way of life than ease of trade with these trinkets? It could be right. Our scouts found more than water. They found a mass grave of children's bodies, all of them savaged by nature and neglect. This is how they choose the worthy in their ranks. Not as we do, with our own dilemmas and academies and fairness, but with brutal- The plan is solid and already in place. What happens when they begin to kill for our silver as they do for everything of value in Dakota? We do not let the violence of their people dictate our hand. Ours is a path guided by balance. The one path that brought us to the beauty of this society. Do we not have enough- Weakness of- is settling for what you have. Weakness is not part of our way. So says the man who trusts greed to solve our problems. Enough! We will not provoke the wolves. The silver coins are taking root, and we will give this path room to widen. My brother Reston and some of our finest guards accompanied the chest to the Bear King, and he should be back with news within the day. No! No, 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 no. Who's there? Oh, someone spotted Guardsmen, search the Marshall, area! Protect me! Wait! 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 Please, no need to worry. Father? Brother? You'll to my chambers immediately. Yes, Father. My apologies for my son. He... he is who he is. We will discuss more once Reston has returned with news of the silver delivery. So say the council. So So say say the council. Forgive me, father. You were trespassing on important business not meant for your ears. I know. Do you? All of those men earned their right to be there. All of them scoring high on their dilemmas, deeming them worthy leaders, worthy of discussing the business of our people. I know, and... And you don't care. I I care too much, Father. I'll not argue that. The trials are coming up. Balan, no. What if... What if I had someone help aid me, to be my hands? And how would we know that the skill was not of that age? You could watch. What is it you really want, Balan? I wouldn't be counted as a person. Seen as a man, not a mistake. I have much to offer. What? What do you have to offer? There's much I can do. I'll not change the measure of the man in order to measure a lesser man, even if he is my son. Especially if he is my son. Now, I let you play in the mines in order to have some place for you to go and keep yourself. But if you continue with this ridiculous insistence and humiliate me in front of our leaders, then I have mine to lock you up in our home until you accept your lot in life. Just what, father? To await my place on the rack of souls? The wind whipping away my body? You are a cripple. Were you born a lowlander, you would be lucky to pass the days as a plaything for children to climb upon. Or worse... If you were born a wolf, they would have tossed you upon a rock for the beast to devour. Be thankful you live in comfort. I feel little comfort. Look out there, boy. At the wheel. The marvel that I made with my own hands. 
I remember the day that we first brought it to life. It's great mix of wood and steel and cables and... And some sorcery. Indeed. There is no greater magic than the traditions we live by. It's what allowed me to prove to our people that I could bring them great engineering feats to better our society. The best of all societies. One based on reason and skill and not superstitions and gods that lurk in the tales of children. Even lowlanders can prove their worth if they pass the dilemmas. But not I. Not you. Working in the mines is filling you with agitating dreams. Starting next week, you'll help tend the flocks. Wait, but... But I, I like it in the I mines. I don't care what you like, Borlan. You'll do as I say. Now, go. Are you ashamed of me, father? Your silence says much. Then... I need not fill it for you. Yes, father. You needn't. You are my son. Your braces... How do they feel? Bolting them across my chest has helped, as you said it might, but... I feel a touch my back. Uh, perhaps there was another joint... I'm unbolting them. There's some rust here. When did that happen? Of late, I suppose. The mines are damp in places. I'll make you a new clasp for your braces. I'm working on a new design that might help you move better. Thank you, Father. I'll see you later tonight for evening meal. Go to the markets and get some staples. Here, there's twelve silver in this purse. Best to put it around my neck. The precious silver. <laughs> it will be my first time using it. And not your last. <laughs> Go. The chokeberries from last week taste as sweet as nectar. I'm so glad they fit your fancy. They're... they're my favorite. You look well? I, I remember, and, uh, with good reason. How are you? How are you on this day, Amalina? Busy, as ever. The markets are bustling now with a switch to silver. It's as if our people are excited to trade just for the thrill of something new. I don't blame them. Nor I. Each day seems almost the same, and anything different is always good. Different is good, I think. Me too. Uh, father was right about the silver. He's always right about everything. <laughs> is, is he well? He is. Uh, occupied with the fate of our people. He is the head of council, so I suppose that's a good thing. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, better than not. Or being distracted by things that aren't the fate of our people. <laughs> anyway, uh, you look quite well, Amelina. Is, um... Is, that a new garment? Yes, actually, my mother spun it. It reminds me of the old style, but I think it suits me. No? Damn, all things do. Thank you, Barlin. 
will you be needing anything? Oh, or? yes, yes. <laughs> uh, whatever's freshest today, and, and some bitter bark tea. Father can never get enough. Very well. We have some milled grain and rock root and berries and, and green Yes, that sounds perfect. Uh, will you be attending the festival for the dilemmas? Of course. I never miss it. Watching all the young men browse furrowed as they work to rig and crack and solve this problem or place that gear or disarm that trap. <laughs> My sisters always pick favorites and lay bets of flower petals or tea leaves. And nothing really, just a way to cheer on the boys. Perhaps, perhaps one day I'll be among them. I'd certainly lay all my petals on you doing quite well. And I'd make sure you didn't lose that bet. <laughs> ah, Amelina. It sounds as though you are living proof that lowlanders are daft as stone. Don't speak to her that way, brother. I'll speak to her however I please. What do you want, Lore? What do you want, Lore, sir? Sir. I want you to stop tormenting my dear crippled brother by pretending you care for him one bit. That isn't so. You do him more harm pretending than with the truth. I don't need your help, brother. Oh, is that so? How are you going to pay for all these goods? The silver around my neck. Ah, wonderful. Why don't you count it out then? Lore, uh, stop it. I can pull it up with my teeth. No, Farlin, it's no worry. Allow me to... No! I can manage yes, it myself. Amelina. Why don't you let him manage it himself? He's a big boy. Bigger than you. Although... Most things are... The lowland whores have tongues as dirty as your thighs. Do not speak to Still her! Still waiting on that silver, big brother. Or do you need help? Just go. Allow me to go... <laughs> Oops. These useless hands of mine must run in the family. What a mess. Barlin, maybe you can pick it up with your teeth. <sighs> Forgive me, Amelina. Never mind. I'll... I'll gather them and give back what's changed. And Barlin... If we catch you spying on real men's business, as you were last night, I'll make sure we find a way to keep you gone from sight forever. Why are you so cruel to your own brother? Because he shames us. A mighty family were it not for this embarrassment. It makes us look weak. Needing any help with that. Why don't you let him court you then? That's just what I thought. Just go. Stay in the shadows where you belong, brother. Every time you remind our leaders that we're related to a simpering cripple, it makes us the object of pity and scorn when we need to be standing on the shoulders of our strength. Yes, brother. I only wanted to feel for a moment what you and father do. <laughs> oh. Amelina, remember that a false kindness is no kindness at all. A lesson from your betters. There isn't one thing false about me. That is where we differ. <laughs> I'll see you tonight, big brother. Hey, this is Chris Pond, and I am so excited to tell you about my new fiction podcast, Ad Lusum, created by Troy and Belisario and Josh Close, and featuring an incredible all-star cast, including Olivia Wilde, Fiona Shaw, Clancy Brown, and many more. Ad Lusum revolves around revolutionary tech company Ad Lusum OI, in its latest earth-shaking innovation, a corporeal augmented reality assistant, or CARA for short. CARA isn't just another high-tech listening device, it's a live human operator who provides a real-time response to its clients, servicing them in every way imaginable. But it is quickly revealed that putting a human in the position of a machine 
may not be the best idea. Did the company knowingly deliver a Trojan horse into the homes of millions? Will the individuals at the top compromise their integrity for power? And who will end up as collateral damage? Find out all this and more. Follow Adlusim on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now to be among the first to listen. Nephew! Nephew! Slow those long strides, will you? Good morning, Auntie Anaya. I will not keep you long, just... A quick word. Uh, of course. Uh, take my arm. You're good and gentle and so grand of height. I always... I always forget you're not that sweet, gentle babe anymore. <laughs> it's strange that we don't remember ourselves at the age so many find us the sweetest. Would spoil us for the rest of our years, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. You're off to your father's horrible, arid mind, then? Would you have me elsewhere, Auntie? It's beneath our family. The mines are cool of temperature, and I enjoy the work, being of use to my father <sighs> and our people. This silver nonsense. Say nothing to your father, of course. He would likely not hear it anyway if I did. I married into a family of curious men, indeed. Uh-huh. What brings you down from the pink, it's Auntie? your uncle. What of Uncle Reston? Exactly. What of him? Why does he stay away so long? He and his men should have returned by now from whatever business it is he was off to do. I'm... I'm only wondering if you could ask some of the lowlanders. So many of them make up the stone guard. I, I'm not to interfere in the council business, Auntie. Oh, well, yes. Well, this is more my business. Family business. I worry when he sets out past the wall, even to cajole with the bears who are friends. It's just the terrors that fill the plains. Wraiths and demons those women Auntie, made. Auntie, I, I'm sure he's fine. Yes, well, please, just ask some of the lowlanders if they've gotten any news from their people. Wives, brothers. Uh, they, they don't speak to me much. Between my crippling and my bloodline, they figure it best to leave please, me. Please, nephew. I'm sick with worry for my husband, and he's your uncle after uh, all. Listen. I, I did hear some of the men saying that the wolves have been concentrating in the west, combing for the herds. Uncle had to go just south of the wall only briefly before making a hard turn eastward on the road to Green Palm and the bears. Oh, yes. Yes, that's welcome news. Unless the wolves happen to be scouting north deep into the woods, only then would they be in any danger. You're right, nephew. He'll return. I'm sure he'll return, Auntie. He can handle himself, even beyond the wall as he's done many times before. Of course he can. Of course. Did you ask Lore? Your brother was curt with me. I interrupted his arguing with some lowlander in the peak dwelling. <laughs> he with a lowlander? Yes, I thought it strange. Indeed. Well, he's given to sour moods. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> what... What is it, Auntie? Oh, nothing. Nothing. It's just... You look so much like your mother. It never... It never gets easier. I'm sorry. No, no. no, please. It's a good thing. It feels like she's still here with me. 
Perhaps she is. Perhaps she... Sister... Perhaps she is. Off to work you go, boy. Must not keep all that silver trapped in those rocks. Be well, Auntie Anaya. Forever I will. Barland, sir, you find yourself behind in your time. <sighs> yes, sir, forgive me. My auntie needed to ask of me something. And what was it? Something befitting of an important family. I wonder what it is to live on the peak near the face of Hagen. Ah, it's often lonely, Foreman. Ha! Alone in comfort. <laughs> Sounds like a life I could settle into. Uh, one never knows. Go on. Get in the mine before it looks like I'm too easy on the boy from the top of the mount. You've never been easy on anyone, especially on the ice. I can still have you whipped, Hephaestus. I fear you wouldn't survive it. In. We're on our way, sir. You two know each other? In another life. Come, the minecar's jaws await, drooling to suck us down, down, down into the churning ass of society. The ram protect us. These doors are already corroding. I can't close them. It's like they're stuck in sap. Or... Wait, wait, wait. Stop. There's, there's a small pair of gears just above the right door. Uh, do, do you feel it? Uh, yes. Good. Now, uh, can you work up a good spit? <laughs> My specialty, boy. No, into your hand and, and smear it on the gear. Now pull. Well, <laughs> you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> it's the same for me with you, Hephaestus. Now, let's descend. Do you know the story of Hagen the Hammer? Hagen is the face carved in the rock face of our mountains. Ah, but what was the tale? Uh, father says that the face was a source of great learning for our people. That they studied the geometry, tracing backwards to discover numbers, and methods that gave our people a new purpose. Away from the warrior way and toward engineering. That's what the highland folk on the peak learn. But the lowlanders, with our old ways and superstitions, tell a different tale. Hagen was a giant of the old era, some thousand years ago, when we wielded axes and were feared by all. He was a great leader, but he was vexed by his mortality. He longed to live forever as the old gods did. It drove him to solitude. And one day, when wandering among the fringes of the green fold, he came upon an old witch, a shaman from the bear tribe, people of the river who descend from the great water bear. Her hair was wild and knotted. Her skin was beautiful, like inky water. She carried herself like a spirit of the forest, or not of this world. He watched her from afar. She moved like liquid, communing with their gods in lost tongues. She seemed almost to fly. Slowly, he began to fall into a kind of dreamlike state. 
where he held her in his arms and told her his deepest secrets. He revealed himself and offered his body to her, the shaman. She asked him what he was willing to do to prove his devotion. I will do anything you ask. She replied, I cannot ever belong to any man of this world. But I am moved by your devotion, so I will grant you yet one of your desires. Name it. He wailed to the sky, Please, witch, if I cannot have you, please let me watch over this place where I came upon you. That is my only desire. Very well, she said. It will be so. You shall watch eternal over this very place. And it was then, in that moment, that his body vanished from our world, and he was reborn as the face we then built our civilization around. Today, we call it Hagen's Head, and some even think that you can make out another face just over his left shoulder, that of a woman. The love that never could be, forever next to him. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder at the lesson within. Is it to be careful of dreaming beyond what this world might offer you? It's a tale of the cost of greatness, boy. To be remembered and to live on after we've been placed upon the rack of souls, we must wrestle our demons. Power has a price. But that my father would let me pay that price to prove my worth. You're still on about wanting to take your dilemmas? <sighs> let it go, boy. I, I won't. I know I could do it. In spite of what our people believe about the power of our hands, I, I think my wit comes from someplace you're else. You're a fool, and boy. You mock me? No. I think you're a fool to not just enjoy the softness of your I life. I don't long for softness. I long for greatness, like, like Hagen, to lead men. To command respect, like my father. What is life if not to make something of oneself? It is a march to the rack of souls, and best grabbed by the handful and enjoyed before it withers, boy. I'm no boy, Hephaestus. I'm a man who has much to offer, but who is never seen. If I could take my dilemmas, I could change the minds of our people. You mean the mind of your father? Perhaps. Stubborn as he is. Ah, I, I'm so sorry I go on this way, Hephaestus. I'm sure you only wish to work in peace and earn your bread, and somehow you became bound to me. Listening to the stupid dreams of a cripple. I'll do it, boy. I'll be your hands if you need them. For the dilemmas? Yes, boy, what else? Tell me what to do, and I'll try to serve you. Are, are you certain? Hi, <laughs> boy, don't make me say it over and over. <laughs> Thank you, Hephaestus. I'll tell my father right away. Perhaps he'll change his mind now that I have someone to help. Gods, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> my good graces, for one. Oh, well, at least there's that. <laughs> Good evening, Father! Uh, what is it, Roman? Oh, 
Lord, I, I thought you were out. I'll, I'll return later. No, no, it's fine. Father and I were just talking numbers and weights. Please, join us. <laughs> fine, then. I, I only came to ask you one last time, Father. I know the dilemmas are approaching. Uh, Valen, I'll not speak of this again. You still I, want to try I, I to... found a man to help me, to be my arms and, and hands and allow you to see that the surgeons are the wrong. The spirit of our mind's eye lives in our hands. It's what gives our gifts their you life. You think you know more than the surgeons? I know that the knowing doesn't only live within the powers of our hands, because I feel numbers and gears and weights and, and lines moving within me, and my hands are, are dead as old tree bark, so... It doesn't matter if you feel these things. It only matters if you make something of it. I can if Father will let me. Th the man I found What is his is name? Lord, go to my study and fetch the Book of Who Lessons. Who is he? A man of import? Young? He's a good man. Not... Bright, but warm of heart. What able... is his name? Lore, go. I need to speak to Bob. I will. I will. I want only to know who this mystery man is before Hephaestin. I... His name is Hephaestin, and he's... Lore, get out. A, a friend. A friend who wants to help. Oh, Marlin. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? Lore, get out. Oh, brother. Hephaestin? The crooked old lowlander that father pays to be the your companion? Lord. Oh, father. He doesn't know. <laughs> this, this isn't true. I, I needed someone to keep an eye on you, so you didn't continue to embarrass yourself. So he... He... He, he doesn't... Really care for me? No, Barlin. He doesn't. No, but I... I want to convince us that you're so wise when you can't even see when someone despises you so much that they need to be tossed a bit of bread and extra meat just to suffer your presence. Enough! Get out! Gladly. You weren't supposed to know. So, was it your plan to have him aid me in the dilemmas? What, Father? To sabotage me? So I'd finally be broken of spirit in front of... In front of everyone? It wasn't to go that far, but yes. It's better you know. You're right, Father. It's better I know. Barlin, wait. Master, uh, I waited for you at Point Rock, but it seems you're off without me today. Uh, forgive me, Hephaestin. I had much on my mind. Something troubling you, Barlin? Just, uh, tired. All right, well, I'm able to walk in serious silence as well. Ah. You stop in front of the Rack of Souls. It used to frighten me when I was a boy. 
The way we hang the bodies of our dead out in the open to dry and crumble. Not me. The way death contorts us, makes wicked shapes of our limbs. Passing the rack of souls was sometimes the only thing that made me feel normal. Because in death, all bodies become as useless as mine. You give yourself too much to melancholy. Now come, we'll be late for work. Now careful with the oil lamps on the cart, boy. Where are you going? I'll be only a moment. Well, careful. We're near the center of the high peak. The vast, sheer drop of the Great Hollow will come up on you fast. I'll mind my step. Well, be quick, then. You're a good friend. <laughs> what? I'm just an old goat. Thank you. For what? For... for your kindness in, in this dark... dark place. Don't... Don't be too long, boy. The Great Hollow. In death, all bodies become as useless as mine. Boy's cart. And... Boy? Who is that? Name yourself! Who goes there? My name is Barlin Midstone. And I will no longer live in the darkness. Birds of Empire stars Jorge Diaz as Barlin Midstone. Gwendolyn Briley Strand as the Keeper. Jake Hart as Hephaestin. Ben Grow as Lord Midstone. Chris Okawa as Antelon. James Mathis III as Aaron Midstone. Georgia Leva as Amelina. Sharon Muthu as Anya. With additional performances by 
Chris Watkins, Seton Sai, Mashari Bain. Written and directed by Jason Liu. Executive produced by Jason Liu, Rob Herding, Sandra Yiling, Michelle Zarati, and Shenyan Hiyu. Co-executive producer, Jorge Diaz. Story consultant, Quinn Perry. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson and Matthew Carsenti. Music editor, David Tadashore. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh, David Tadashore, and Gabe Birch. Edited by Neely Oftering. Additional editor, Jeffrey Fedick. Supervising sound effects editor and sound designer, Randy Torres. Foley by Dan O'Connell, One Step Up. Mixed by Ben Milchev. Additional mixer, Alex Chuck. Casting director, Chrissy Fiorelli. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Beth Ann Morgan and Omar Barahona. Production coordinator, Tom Breck. Head production assistant, Alex Buda. Production assistant, Cesar Chavez. Post coordinator, Emma Jacobson. Production legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Pin Chun Lu. Special thanks to Mara Schuster-Lefkowitz. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFRA collective bargaining agreement. Birds of Empire is a Q-Code production. Sound recording copyright 2022 by Q-Code Media Inc. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.